you the final episode of FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast, and joining me is the usual suspect, Damo. How are you, mate? Yeah, looking forward to the uh, last game of the season. It has been a long season, probably not, <laughs> probably not one of my best, but uh, it has been good for other reasons. Obviously, uh, with the sort of foundation of uh, FPL Oz, you know, the Australian community. Uh, been involved in that, obviously been a p- part of this pod this season. It's uh, It's been really good in that aspect. So it's probably been one of my more enjoyable seasons because of that aspect. And, uh, yeah, I uh, look forward to next season, bigger and better, hopefully. No, 100%. I'm just sort of, you know, I've, I've enjoyed meeting everyone this season, um, meeting you, obviously, and then obviously mm. – uh, getting you on the podcast as well it's been it's made this year actually quite enjoyable and as i said you know i use this podcast as just our weekly catch-up to talk a bit of shit so. <laughs> exactly yeah, right um, and then sometimes they have a bit of knowledge as well so yeah <laughs> we and, throw in a few good picks every now and again and you know obviously you know come a long way sort of thing like you know both uh, myself and yourself in terms of you know speaking on a pod i remember my f- sort of first pod with you i s- I uh, listen back to it and I just cringe and I'm like, how how, how the hell uh, did you get me on for a second pod there? So, <laughs> well, at least you weren't uh, calling Shota Joda and uh, Disney. So, yeah. um, yeah. well, we all made our mistakes, but uh, obviously, you know, highlights of um, the FPL Amateur Oz uh, year has got to be uh, yourself sort of getting on a few. Uh, sort of like local and international guests uh, in uh, some of the A-League celebrities and, and whatnot and what was it, Simon Hill and who was the other? And Adam Peacock, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, obviously, you know, re-listened to those ones a few times and, yeah, they're, they're like those those are really enjoyable to, to listen to as well. So, uh, 100%. And obviously yeah. with this spare time, now coming up, sort of, I think might be a two, three month um, break. I'm going to be doing a couple of best of episodes, so I'll sort of be yeah. bunching up all of the, uh, you know, the the guest quiz questions yeah. and just a few hi- highlights of um, all our guests that have come on and a couple of the funny moments. So, I mean, there's a lot, <laughs> a lot to um to to bunch up, but yeah, going to hopefully bring out just a few episodes um in the upcoming weeks to sort of you know, give everyone a bit of a laugh and we can look back on what's mm. been, you know, as you said, a long season, but, um, yeah, enjoyable one. Yeah, and obviously by the time we know it, we'll be uh, back and uh, talking about game week one uh, next season. Uh, got to, uh, with Before we do start, I've got to mention my favourite uh, Quentin moment has got to be uh, watching... I think I was sitting in uh, my school car park and watching, just uh, waiting for the gates to open and watching you on the FPL Juice show uh, <laughs> in your in your uh, work clothes and uh, then you've, uh, I think you're in your car yourself and dropped the iPad while <laughs> you were live <laughs> live on YouTube and oh, that 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 was probably one of the more the more funnier moments of the. Uh, uh, of your sort of uh, podcast career, I'd say. No, hundred percent. The funniest part was the comment uh, yep. in the live comment saying, "Did he just crash?" <laughs> he, thought was, he thought I was driving. Driving. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's been an enjoyable season. It's like to thank you, Damien, mate. It's just um, all your help uh, bring me into the twenty first century with <laughs> the, the word documents to, to go through the run sheet. So, nah, that's nah, all good. You've you've. Uh, 
you've actually uh, oh, I started it and you've run with it, so it's been uh, credit to you as well, mate. So oh, it's yeah. just like the training wheels, mate. You put the training wheels on the bike, and now I'm sort of riding without them, so it's been nah. good. Nah, it's good, mate. It's good. Well, we might get into how week's gone. So this week, um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a bad week. It was, you know, I had a slight red arrow, but um, it's probably more the captaincy pick that's burnt me this week. I sort of was tossing up between Ings and Madison and kind of went with Ings just bef- because I thought they had sort of the better um, fixtures for the double. And, um, yeah, finished the week on 70 points, but also took a minus eight, so it sort of took me down to 62 points. So... Um, big performance was Madison, obviously. They got the 25 points. Um, sort of a, a not too bad a week from Mateta. Got got the goal this morning and some bonus. And James, obviously, got the assist this morning and some bonus as well. So not a horrible week. The sort of, I'd say most of my players returned, but just obviously got uh, outshone by people who like Captain Madison and Captain uh, Richarlison sort of hurt my rank a fair bit. So, you know, currently um, I've... I was sitting at about 72K last week, but I've dropped down to about 83,000. So not a massive red arrow. And definitely, you know, with this last game week coming up, we've got the opportunity to surge back up and aim for that top 50. Because I think I'm only about maybe 25 points out from the top 50K. So still realistic to sort of make that top 50K. But as I said, the start of the season, top 100K was, you know, a goal of mine. I wasn't sure how realistic just because, you know, I haven't really taken the FPL series as I have this season. So, you know, it was just an interesting sort of um, sort of journey this season to see how I could go. And obviously doing a podcast wanted a bit of credibility. So I was trying to at least um, do okay. But, um, yeah, not a bad, not the greatest week, but not a bad week. I'd sort of take, you know, beat the average. So I'll take that. How'd you go, Damon? Yeah, so for mine, very similar to yours, but... At uh, everywhere I sort of look, I uh, see blank players. So <laughs> um, I finished up on. I took a minus eight, so I finished up on sixty. So sixty eight with the with the minus eight. Oh yeah, and uh, basically plays that returned: uh, Pope, James, Target, uh, obviously Madison with the big twenty five. I captain Son, so he. Um, Obviously, only I think he oh, he blanked, didn't he? So he blanked with the clean sheet. So scored yeah. me a six. Uh, everyone else didn't do too well. I obviously when Salah was out, I brought in De Bruyne, uh, expecting at least a goal or two from him uh, against uh, my West Ham. But uh, he blanked, so <laughs> got all his points in the last game week, and uh, and he's like, I'm done for the season. So. Uh, other than that, uh, took a fairly sizable um, red arrow. Uh, so overall ranks about 300k now. Uh, hoping to sort of consolidate that and just try and push up into the upper Achilleans of the. Oh, uh, you know, if we if we can get to about 250, 260k, I'd be happy. But I'd need a remarkable game week for that to happen. But. Uh, but yeah, so I think limping into the game week thirty-eight, but uh, we digress and obviously push forward to next season with uh, uh, with uh, what's his name Harland in our <laughs> in our side as of game week one. I say, no, hundred percent. Well, I think uh, the the rest will do us good and uh, come back revamped and hopefully um, an even bigger 
uh, next season. But we might get into our podcast league. So first place at the moment, we've got Tom Davies, who's had a massive week at 120 points, held the lead 26.73. Uh, second place, you've got Tim Yule, who surged up the ranks. It's now sitting in 26.06 in second place with a good week of 108 points. And then rounding out the top three is the Kong, who is just been in the top three all season. So, and massive effort by TN. Uh, sitting on 26.04, so only two points from second. And, you know, a massive week. And if Tom Davies doesn't have a great week, you know, he could he could maybe go close to taking out the top. But I'd probably say that uh, Tom's pretty safe for the top there. But, you know, we, we've... I've tailed out a bit. I'm sitting in 19th on 24.48. So I don't even know. Uh, no, I can't make top 10. I was going to say maybe I can make top 10, but um, no, I don't think that's uh, in the conversation. And you are sitting. I'm trying to find uh, where you are. So we we, we um, won't go there, mate. I'm probably on page about 10. 31st, mate. So you've been consistent. You've, you've been yeah. 31st, 30th, and 29th the last sort of six weeks is going up and down. But, um, I still think you've had a good season, mate. I sort of mm. I was looking at um my rankings, and my best ranking has been about four hundred k. So, um, you smashed that, mate, this season. And you know you have had a a few good weeks, a few bad weeks, but you know so is everyone else. I've had a couple of bad weeks, so it's um. But the main thing is we we've had fun and had a bit of a laugh. So you know that's the main yeah, thing exactly for me. Right. Exactly right. And I might just do a shout out to a mate of mine, uh, Jamie uh, Clean Sheets. Another big score for him, 105 points and, you know, has been close to the top three this season and, you know, massive season from him. I'm absolutely proud of him, mate. So if you're listening, which I know you probably will because you tune in every week, just want to say, mate, you've had a massive season. So good work. And uh, to Brady, I've conceded defeat to you in the mini league, mate. Congratulations. You're a wanker. So... We might get into the game, so we'll start with the Burnley and Spurs game. Um, we might sort of just touch on a little bit of the game, but sort of maybe just do a bit of a look towards 38. So I thought the main assets this week didn't really sort of, I guess, shine outside, obviously, your defensive assets in uh, Sessegnon and, um, what's his uh, Emerson Royal. So Son had an okay game, had the two shots, four chances created and one big chance missed. So, you know, like myself, I got him in this week hoping that he could, you know, score a goal this week, but just the one nil win. But I really think you're going to want at least one attacking asset and one defensive asset for this final game. So I'm looking at your pick um, Son or Kane this week and then maybe Sessing Young or Emerson Royal. But at the moment, Sessing Young's, you know, been looking really good. So had two shots, four chances created, two big chances created and 81 touches this week. So massive game from the Sess and good friend of the pod, Matt, pointed him out to me and said he was pretty confident that he's a good pickup for the, you know, the last two to three weeks of the season. So, you know, I think you want at least two Spurs assets heading into this last week. What about you, Demo? Who are you looking at, mate, heading into 38? Yeah, similar to you, obviously, Son Kane. Uh, Kilosevsky, if he's uh, fit, I think uh, maybe under an injury cloud, if I'm mistaken, or am I off there? Uh, I'd have to check, but... Um, if he's not, he's going to be a decent uh, chance. You, you'd want to have two or three um, Spurs players in your side this week. Uh, they're playing already relegated Norwich. Norwich has got nothing to give. Uh, and all they need is a result to uh, to confirm fourth place. And I reckon they'd want to um, try and get that early and get that knocked over. 
um, other than the ones you've sort of mentioned, uh, Loris, uh, and again, uh, you know, preface this on if you still got your free hit, you know, what a time to use it. Uh, but, you know, if you don't, you know, looking at these sort of players, you know, Loris has played every minute, every single minute of the Premier League. Uh, he would want to keep a clean sheet to ensure a fourth spot for Spurs. Uh, he's had three double-digit hauls this season, and he's the third highest FPL points overall uh, scorer for a goalkeeper. Uh, and he's only 8.1% owned. So that's just uh, – I'm going to try and sort of pick one or two players uh, in the more relevant games just, you know, just to have that sort of ticking over for, uh, you know, potential other free hits or people to bring in to make that little bit of a difference to your sides in, in the last game. And he's probably the one that um, – I've got my eye on personally. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. And, and like Cessna Young's another one, which I haven't, I hadn't even thought of, but um, I've just sort of had a gander now while you were sort of talking. And um, it's an int- definitely an interesting one, de- definitely a little bit of a uh, left field one as well. No, 100%. So next up we have the Aston Villa and Crystal Palace game, and then we'll cover obviously Villa's second game. So I might just touch on, Villa, I thought Villa were a bit lackluster in the game against Crystal Palace. You know, you know they did have a few chances, but I think more the second half they sort of faded away a little bit. But Ings could have had two goals early on in that that game, which you know was very frustrating for me as an Ings owner. But I probably wouldn't be looking at any assets heading into sort of you know the final game week. I think there are a few more teams have got better assets, but. I mean, Bondia did look good, um, had four shots, four chances, got a goal this morning. Ings and Coutinho both got benched but looked good when they come on. Um, Burnley, you know, pressured Villa a fair bit but couldn't get the winner. Pope, if you had him this week, he had a massive game, eight saves. But, you know, both of these sides or most of these sides, even Crystal Palace are probably wouldn't be sort of investing in too heavily heading into game week 38. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so I um, before I mention uh, that game, I and I'm actually just strolling by Twitter at the moment, and I am hearing that there is a food poisoning outbreak at Spurs official uh, Gary Lineker, I think his name is Lineker. Yeah, he's just posted it, and he's uh, he's not someone that sort of messes about, uh, and he's literally written. Hearing there's a food poisoning outbreak, a Spurs official, no, I am not joking. So let's not say to, get, to, to bring in three uh, Spurs players because that could be very, very interesting. So obviously wait for uh, team news for that one. But now uh, cutting into the next game, as you said, there's, there's not really anyone that I'd be taking into – uh, in terms of the players, are the teams that you've just mentioned. Uh, Wendia is probably the only one, but again, he's not a guaranteed uh, first eleven starter, as we've sort of we sort of saw over the weekend. Yes, he scored his goal and he looked great. Uh, if he was sort of, if essentially if we could guarantee that he'd start, I'd say it'd be a great selection. But uh, but yeah, it's just it's hard to. Um, 
to tell because like everyone sort of I know I, myself as well I jumped on Ings this week and he was benched as well in the second game so it's really hard to tell with Villa sometimes yeah no it's frustrating because they do look better when the likes of Ings and Coutinho are both playing but yeah for some reason um yeah they they bench him in the second game against Burnley so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just yeah head scratcher for me um we might touch on Leeds and Brighton game. Uh, I guess another game that's sort of not really relevant. Maybe Leeds, if you're wanting to sort of back them against Brentford, thinking they could finish the season strong. But, you know, Raph was probably a bit of a standout. But still, you know, he had the three shots, four chances created, one big chance missed. But, you know, not for me. I just haven't seen enough from Leeds to sort of think, that you know, they, they're going to finish the season strong. So, Probably going to steer clear of Leeds, uh, Brighton. I just want to say King at Welbeck, mate. I caught it a few weeks back just saying, you know, he's been playing some great football and this game, you know, he got on the score sheet again and just looked absolutely menacing. So, you know, a massive game from um, King Welbeck again, mate. But, um, yeah, definitely going to be looking at him for um, the upcoming game week. What about you? Yeah, so as you sort of mentioned, Pope was immense. Uh, absolutely. Uh if you had him, you uh, were in luck this game. Uh, other than that, I can't really see uh, too many players, as you sort of said. Like, I've still got Big Horse in my team, and I don't know why I've got Big Horse in my team. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, the less said about uh, this team, <laughs> about this fixture, the better. Uh, but I will say that uh, come next season, I might take in uh, a certain... Uh, addicts, uh, uh, FPL addicts uh, member uh, advice and have no Burnley players in my side ever again. <laughs> Don't be like that, mate. Uh, Brown Hill, mate. If they, if they survive, mate. And that's exactly and that's exactly why I'll never have, <laughs> never have Burnley players in my side ever again. <laughs> um, what did you think of the Leeds and Brighton game? Do you, are you looking at any people from there? Yeah, that, again, like... It's it looks like Leeds a shot. I can't um, I can't really fathom any anyone from either side uh, in, in the coming game weeks. There's just uh, so many better plays in uh, in other teams, especially for this last game week. So probably pass on uh, those those two. Like the if you're gonna have a punt, um, I would say potentially Raf, but, you know, he's been sort of out of form as well. So, yeah, it's hard to um, say anyone from the from that team. No, 100%. I, I share your thoughts, mate. Well, we might get on to the, the Leicester double. So Watford, Leicester and Leicester, Chelsea. So the first game, Vardy got off to a flying start. Obviously, he had the two goals, but he didn't actually have a quite – he didn't have a lot of shots. So he had the three shots, two goals. Um, Madison over the two fixtures, you know, four shots, four chances created, one big chance created, two assists and two goals. So, you know, a nice little day out for uh, Madison this week in the double, played both fixtures. Um, I thought James uh, in the Chelsea fixture, you know, had four shots, three chances created and one assist and also had 128 touches. So I'll keep banging on about this. Whenever you have an attacking fullback that's getting that many touches, you know, it increases the the likelihood that, you know, they're going to be involved in a, in a goal or assist or shooting or something like that. So, 
you know, always when you are looking at defensive assets, look at sort of the touches they're getting, where they're getting those touches and how involved, how involved they are in attack. And, you know, James has just been absolutely immense this season. And it's frustrating because some weeks he, he either is injured or he gets rotated. So, you know, very frustrating asset to own. But when he does, you know, put put a couple of fixtures together, you know, you can get some nice scores. But Outside him, there wasn't really sort of Zeech played really good, but you know he's not going to be an option. I thought Pedro had a decent game, had um, could have had about three goals, but um, some outstanding goalkeeping sort of you know kept them out. But I just think that heading into the last game of the season, you probably want at least Madison or at least Vardy in your side because you know they have a decent fixture coming up. So. Yeah, I definitely think Southampton can ship some goals and I think Madison and Vardy are going to be very much um, involved in uh, either assisting or scoring. But um, outside that, Chelsea, you're probably looking at James or Mount or even both heading into the last game because, you know, they probably want to finish the season strong and I could see them winning pretty pretty decently. But um, outside that, I'm not really looking at anyone else. Uh, what about you, Damo? Is there anyone that you're sort of looking at heading into Game Week 38? Yeah, so, uh, and we'll talk about the both games, aren't we? So I'll sort of start on Chelsea. Uh, for me, uh, yeah, over the last couple of game weeks, Alonso's really shone, especially in that sort of second half of the season. You know, he's built a reputation of getting forward and scoring goals. Uh, since, uh, sort of fun fact of uh, on Alonso, uh, since game week 14, he has scored the most uh, FPL points for Chelsea amongst defenders. Uh, and in that time, he's uh, had the most shots uh, in the box with 20 and created the most chances, seven. So uh, he's had four double-digit hauls, including three goals and five assists. So he's definitely one I'd be keeping an eye on for that sort of last game of the season. Uh, Mount's probably been Chelsea's best player this season. Uh, absolutely uh, gets better e- e- each season. Uh, as I've sort of said, I'm I'm quite an admirer of Mounts and I'd love uh, for him to uh, come to West Ham one day rather than Rice going to Chelsea, but uh, since they're best friends. But, uh, yeah, so uh, he's uh, he's just been a really, really good player, really solid player for them with uh, 11 goals and 11 assists this season. Uh, in terms of Leicester, again, you, you've got to look at their... Um, uh, basically their most consistent player in Madison. You know, another great season for for, for Madison. Uh, he's had six double-digit hauls uh, and scored 23 points in his last two games prior to, uh, obviously, prior to playing Chelsea. So, uh, and again, fun fact about Madison, he's only 15% owned. So yeah, which is still, you know, not, not very high. Not very high whatsoever. So... Uh, and if you are, you know, in a position where you do still have a free hit, uh, uh, or funnily, you know, a wild card or something, uh, I wouldn't put it past um, just slotting in Foster as a cheap enabling keeper. I know he's probably not relevant for the last game, but just on the bench, just in case uh, your uh, main keeper doesn't play, you know, he he plays, he's solid, and he I think he's only four point two as well. So yeah, so that's basically. Uh, my sort of take on on those games, anyway. No, definitely. Well, we might head into the next game, which is obviously the West Ham Man City fixture. So, I just think um, I might just quickly touch on City. I thought they looked 
a bit shaky defensively. I thought West Ham sort of found him out a few times and Bowen could have finished the game on about four goals. But, you know, it just looked like early season Bowen. He was just absolutely on fire. Pretty much everything he touched went to gold. But looking at sort of the game week 38, I think that um, you'll maybe want at least one attacking asset from City and one defensive asset. So at the moment, I sort of, I've, I've gone KDB and Cancelo. But, you know, I don't mind the Foden. And I don't mind sort of a Laporte either. So, but outside that, probably not looking at West Ham. But you know, Bowen could always be a differential for the last game of the season. But you know, probably not sort of focusing on too much of West Ham or probably Man City heading into this last week. What about you, Demo? Yeah. So I gotta say, firstly, this with this game, two oh, 0 is the is the worst scoreline in football. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Uh, absolutely the worst scoreline. Like that first 45, we just dominated them off the park. Uh, we should have had a third. We should have buried it. Uh, you know, I think Bowen had a chance. So did Antonio. Uh, how Antonio how, how Antonio missed rather than scored that. Uh, what sort of one-on-one with the keeper is beyond me. But, uh, yeah, like it's a could have, would have, should have game. Like I know my, my Liverpool mates were up and about when we were 2-0 up. Uh, obviously, for you know, for for obvious reasons, but uh, yeah. So obviously, our chance um, at uh, snatching uh, a Europa League uh, Europa League qualification off Man United, uh, it's yeah, now not them, mate. <laughs> it's now out of our hands. But uh, we do need Man United to slip up and lose to Crystal Palace. Next game week, which, uh, you know, like it could happen, could happen. Um, but obviously we played uh, Brighton, who are no slouches either. Just just look at the uh, whipping they gave to, it was your boys, wasn't it, 4-0? Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just, you know, they are a quality side, so uh, Brighton. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for us. But, uh, yeah, like moving on to sort of uh, Man City where a bit more relevant. Uh, actually, before I do that, uh, touching on uh, on West Ham, uh, if you're going to pick anyone, you're picking Bowen for that last for that last game. Uh, so, yeah, so moving on to Man City, you know, they look, it looks like they're going to win the title. Um, I think they've done enough. Um, and if they're going to win it, they, they want to win it in style. Uh, you know, the likes of KDB, Foden, Mares, Cancelo, uh, should probably all be in your thoughts this week. Uh, just fun fact, uh, like a random fun fact, they have won 5-0 in the last two seasons on the final day. So, um, yeah, <laughs> they uh, are not shy on kicking a few goals on that last uh, day. Uh, I think if you're going to have anyone, you have to have Cancelo on your side uh, this, this coming week. He uh, he's playing in the tightest defense in the league. He's one of the most present players, uh, and he's probably the, the probably the player of the season uh, for uh, for Man City. Uh, and he, you know, to two hundred points overall, second amongst defenders, one of the most uh, highly owned um, uh, defenders. So. I would say you have to have to have Cancelo in your side uh, come this week. 
Yeah, no, 100%. I think that City are going to be ruthless this week. They want the title. They don't want to sort of leave it in the hands of, you know, uh, a Liverpool slipping up. So I think that they're really going to sort of come out firing this week. And, you know, I could see a pretty decent size win for them. Mm. Um, We might get on to the next game, which is Wolves and Norwich, another two teams you're probably not really investing in, but... You know, Pookie could easily had two goals this game, had six shots uh, to go for his one goal. Wolves looked horrible defensively, which, you know, we've pointed out the last few weeks that just haven't looked the same Wolves team, which, you know, can come down to being on the beach a little bit. But might just, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really interested in, um, you know, getting, um, oh, Probably wouldn't be looking at any of them unless you want a sort of a bit of a differential. But, yeah, I can't see them being sort of any options this week. So what about you, Demi? Is there anyone from Norwich or Wolves that you're sort of looking at? Uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't uh, say either, um, especially if Norwich. I think Norwich, obviously, we know Norwich is playing Spurs. Uh, I'm not sure who Wolves are facing. And if I just Quickly have a look. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool. Yeah, so. <laughs> so I think this is a pretty uh, irrelevant game. Yeah, so you might get onto the evident game, which uh, they, they had the double, so they had the evident Brentford game and then evident Crystal Palace. So we'll touch on the Brentford game a little bit here. I thought evident played a really good game, started strongly. Um, Gordon Richarlison were linking up pretty good, but. You know, lately, just Gordon just hasn't been getting any FPL returns. It's just been frustrating as an owner. I know he's sort of, you know, underpriced at, you know, I think he might be like 4.3 or 4.4. But, yeah, just hasn't really been getting the returns. Richarlison, on the hand, has just been on another level. Just, you know, he hasn't been getting massive amounts of chances, but just, you know, he's just getting a goal every week. So, you know, this week was no different. You know, had a massive haul of points, getting two goals and an assist, I think, from the, the two fixtures this week. Um, I might touch on Brentford. Uh, Ericsson, I thought, was very unlucky not to finish with, you know, a massive haul. You know, had five chances created, one big chance created, and just every time he got the ball in that attacking third, he, he just looked like he was going to get an assist, or, and he had a couple of decent shots as well. So... I really think he's a great option heading into week 38, and I think Tony's another good option as well. I thought, you know, he he hasn't been getting sort of massive returns lately, but he's just either, yeah, I think he's hit the post a couple of times, he's just missed chances, he's put the ball on a plate for, you know, his teammates and they've missed chances. So I really think that um, Brentford are going to have a, a good win, and I think it's against Leeds this week, so... You know, Leeds are going to be fighting, and I, and I could see Leeds trying to score goals, which is going to leave them open. And I think the likes of Ericsson and Tony, and you know, even uh, Wisser, if he starts, I, I could see them actually banging in a few goals. Um, I'll just put down at Rondon, mate. The bloke's an absolute melon. He was on, <laughs> he was on the bench, comes on, and then gets sent off. So you know, great, great uh, impact off the bench there. Um, Palace game, might just say Mateta. You know, it's been a frustrating asset, you know, come close to scoring a few weeks now and finally got on got on the score sheet this week. Would have been perfect if the game stayed at 1-0 to, to Palace so Richarlison didn't get his goal. But, you know, Richarlison had a few chances, end up getting, you know, a goal right towards the end there. And then 
Obviously, the scenes at the end of that game was absolutely crazy. Just scoring the winning goal with six minutes left and everyone's charged the field. So it would have been a little bit – I would have had a bit of a chuckle if um, they ended up uh, shooting the bed and uh, conceding late. And then, you know, all the hurrah of people running on the field was just a waste. So <laughs> would have been a bit funny. But outside that, my Lanka thought, you know, looks really good, quite attacking, got into some good areas. But, you know, probably – I'll be off the Everton train, but, you know, I could see a lot of people holding Richarlison for this last game week. What about you, Demo? Is there anyone from sort of these two games that you're looking at? Uh, yeah, so for mine, I think the, the only out of the three teams, I think Everton and Brentford do have some fantasy-relevant players for this last uh, game week. Uh, for mine, uh, Everton play Arsenal. Obviously, Arsenal shat the bed last week and sort of, you know, spoiler alert, they're probably going to be my shit the bed <laughs> candidate uh, for this uh, for this week. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, can, I can see Richarlison potentially uh, scoring a few goals against Arsenal uh, this coming week. Uh, where, you know, whether it's uh, Richarlison or DCL, uh probably lean more towards Richarlison at this stage because, one, because most of us probably have him in our sides already. Uh, but he, he has been pretty consistent over the last couple of weeks. Uh, other than that, if I'm going to throw one out in terms of Brentford, I'd say uh, now it's either Jansen or Janssen, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name at this point of the season, but uh, <laughs> he's he's looked good as a defender. He's looked really, really good. He's he's not highly owned. Uh, just checking who Brentford – oh, actually, Brentford played Leeds. So um, jump on that Brentford uh, bandwagon, I'd say. And it's a uh, – what is it? A relegation party for Leeds, I think. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be a tough game. A lot of people are saying that. Brentford are on the beach, but I really just think they play with pride. So I, I just think oh, that they can I, Yeah, no, and I think with obviously Brentford coming up from the championship, um, I think they just want to, they're going to want to prove a point and finish as, finish as high up on the table as they can. And if, uh, if they win uh, and the teams around them lose, uh, I don't think they can catch up to Leicester given the goal difference, but they can definitely move into the top 10 uh, if Brighton lose. Well, Brighton play us. So when when Brighton lose and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Brentford win, they can actually sneak into the top 10 uh, and finish in the top 10, which would be a, a marvellous achievement for a, uh, a team uh, with obviously you know, not very... Uh, yeah, what what are the words I'm looking for? Well, a lot of people uh, didn't really yeah. thought that they they will play well, some good football at times. They you know they'll win a few games, but you know mm. a lot of people tip them to go back down. But well, yeah, and small squad as well, um, and no, obviously not paying much money for many players. Um, yeah, so it's it's a remarkable effort, absolutely remarkable effort. So you know maybe jump on Tony as well. And uh, Ericsson to finish off, and uh, yeah, just uh, ride that Brentford train all the way to tenth spot. 
Exactly. I was, I was, if I had like another free transfer, I probably nearly would have went a triple up Brentford. That's just how confident I am this week. So I have been sort of singing the praises of Brentford and their, their assets the last sort of four to five weeks. But, you know, I'm really serious. I, I think that they, you know, this could be a high scoring game. Defensively, I think Leeds might score, but I think mm. um, there's just going to be a lot well, of attacking chances for Brentford assets this Leeds, week. Leeds, it looks like Leeds has to win. Um, I know they're on the same amount of points, but it's a massive goal difference. So um, Leeds need to back, try and back themselves to win this game, or else um, they will be going. They will be going down because. Uh, or hey, who do? I'm just having a look. Burnley. Think, um, Burnley, Burnley play Newcastle. Ooh, so that's like that's not a. It's not a hard game, but it's not an easy game. It's sort of, well, I think they're given, both much of a muchness games. It's just going to be who's going that, to come out attacking. Given that Newcastle just beat uh, Arsenal 2-0, um, <laughs> can't really say it's not a hard game at the moment. Oh, it's uh, a tricky game for yeah. Burnley, but I'll, I'll, like I'll, I'd say that Burnley, if they show up, can I could see them yeah. like... Yeah. In another world, I could see them sneaking like a one. No, nah, that's fair enough. That's but, fair enough. So, yeah, but it's going to come down to the wire. Like, both teams are going to have to throw everything uh, against the wall to to not get relegated. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. No, definitely. Well, we might get on to the game we just spoke of. So, Newcastle uh, beating Arsenal 2-0. So, that's a, that was a massive... Uh, Shock for me, actually. I sort of I wasn't expecting um, that at all. I was kind of hoping that Newcastle might make it difficult for Arsenal. Um, just obviously the people that a lot of people had Saka and in in the likes. So I was kind of hoping for like maybe a one or draw or a nil or draw. But um, yeah, even better. Uh, Newcastle just demolished them two nil. And as we said, you know there was a tussle between Arsenal and Spurs for that top four, but I think you know they just kissed goodbye to that top four spot, losing to Newcastle. But you know, uh, maybe Saka is probably the best asset from Arsenal, but I'm probably not looking at really anyone. I sort of thought Wilson, um, you know, makes that team so much better. So it would have been actually interesting to see where Newcastle would have finished if Wilson was fit for most of the season. I think they would have been, you know sitting up around near where our, our two sides are. So, you know, I think heading into next season um, is definitely someone worth looking at. But, you know, I probably wouldn't be getting on Newcastle assets to end the season. Um, I could probably do a cheeky shout on Wilson, actually, because, you know, Burnley defensively, you know, can concede. But, yeah, probably not really much interest in either of the teams for assets. What about you, Demo? Um, the only one that I could probably see... Me go. I'm probably again. You're same as yourself. I'm probably not going to go uh, Newcastle assets. But a fun one to probably have is the the real Bruno. Um, not that <laughs> not not that fake Bruno over at Man United. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually don't even know what his actual proper name is. But it's Bruno something. Uh, Bruno Gamage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and pronounce it. Or Gumarage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gutierrez? No. Um, Gumarage, possibly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Bruno Gumarage. Uh, you can tell it's the uh, almost the off-season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, um, I'd, ha- I'd have him in for a sneaky shout. 
Uh, and in, in terms of Arsenal, I think if you've got their assets, keep them. But uh, if you don't have their assets, uh, you're probably in a really good position. Uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> uh, other than Saka, I can't see anyone else uh, for Arsenal that's worth going at this late stage. So uh, if you need someone cheap, maybe uh, in Ketir up forward, I think he's only 5.6. But uh, he seems to be getting... Uh, the starts over uh, Lacazette at the moment, who looks like he's probably on his way out. If uh, if you're looking at um, what he's been, or what he said, not recently, but uh, prior to uh, the window closing in January about you know wanting to be involved in Champions League. Now that uh, Ars- looks like Arsenal won't qualify for Champions League. It's uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens on the off season with them. So yeah, hundred yeah, percent. But yeah, you you pretty much summed it up well. Sort of, if you do have Arsenal assets, probably holding for the evident fixture. But I definitely wouldn't be sort of going out, sort of prioritizing um, their assets. But um, we might get into the last game, which we've got Southampton and Liverpool. Might have start with a thought Liverpool were. A pretty underwhelming but they were under strength they they mm. rested quite a few players this game but you know Shota was probably a shining light this game for, for Liverpool but you know I'm I'm kind of hoping that you know Liverpool are probably going to come out attacking and you know the likes of Diaz and, and Salah you know and it is interesting to see whether they've just decided to um, accept defeat and uh, target the Champions League because there, there still might be some rotation but you would think that um, they'd still give them every they'd want to give them every chance at trying to win the league so you know I can imagine probably full strength side and the likes of Salah etc you know I don't see um, the likes of um, Diaz getting rotated again. And, and Wolves, as I said um, earlier, that they're defensively they've not been very good. So, you know, you could see a few goals scored this game. And I'm sort of hoping that um, peak Wolves defense comes out and uh, shuts up shop and makes it hard for them. But outside that, probably the likes of Salah, Diaz, Trent, Robbo, um, even uh, Matip, um, even um, maybe Van Dyke, but. You know, probably not going to be going with anyone outside Trent Alexander-Arnold for this final week, so it's going to be a bit risky, but I think that there's more upside in uh, other plays this week. What about you, Demo? So so did you just say my tip, yeah? Yeah, my we're talking about the, your, your yeah, tip, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> my, my, my tip who scored uh, a goal and was probably one of the defenders of the week who I was actually rating and... <laughs> you turned it into something, you know, overtly sexual, uh, and uh, he scored. So <laughs> mate, I had to do it, mate. I, just, I, couldn't, I couldn't help myself actually just working and laughing. But yeah, no, nah, you were right. He did actually have a decent week this he, week. He had a very, very decent week. Um, uh, but I digress. Uh, look, in terms of Liverpool, uh, I think they will try and play as full of strength as they can. Um, they're going to look to score big. They're going to look to put pressure on their rivals. I don't know. The only one I don't know, and you mentioned him, was Salah. He may be one that they may rest. Uh, Like I haven't – this is just me gut calling. Uh, They've got enough talent in their side anyway, but, you know, they may rest him for Champions League. Um, 
But it just I think it just depends internally where they see themselves in terms of the league as well. Because uh, the last thing they want is for him to aggravate any sort of injury and then be out of the Champions League. So, I yeah, I, I don't know if I see Salah starting in this one, but they still have a strong enough side to, to, to take on um, their opponents anyway. I think for me, TAA, you know, absolute points machine. He's, uh, you know, he's had a great campaign. Uh, he, one of the high, most highly owned, defenders that you've got in the game as well. So uh, you're all, I think this week, if you go on, you know, a free hit or wild card, if you have chips left or, you know, if you've sort of built up a side, it, it's almost going back to that big at the back a little bit. Um, you, know, you know, TAA, Cancelo, Alonso, uh, just to sort of finish up our seasons. Uh, in terms of uh, Liverpool as well, like Robbo's arguably been the best FPL defender, especially in that second part of the season. Um, he was rested midweek, so more than likely start this final game. Uh, he's one that's, you know, he's only 11.5% owned, uh, six double-digit hauls this season, and the last of these coming game week 34. Uh, and he's one that's, you know, he's uh, on set pieces and corners. So he, he does share them with TAA, 11 assists, two goals, He's rather rather impressive uh, this uh, campaign, uh, and the last player sort of for Liverpool is uh, Diaz, as you sort of mentioned earlier. He's probably the signing of January transfer window. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. He he just fits. You know, he 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 gets Liverpool. You know, what I mean, he gets Liverpool. He uh, I don't know if I mentioned it on this pod or. On Twitter, I can't even remember when I'm, where I mentioned it, but I am so annoyed that Diaz just played well at the right time <laughs> uh, because he was basically Moyes had sounded him out to to play for West Ham. So, like we were on the, I think we were on the verge of signing him, and then um, obviously you know uh, just picked up the form at the right time, and Liverpool came calling and. When Liverpool come calling, you, you know, you don't knock back Liverpool, and unfortunately for us. So, uh, absolute sensational pickup. Uh, he's another one that's on the sort of differential 6.4% uh, owned since he's come in, four goals and three assists. So, uh, what more do you want from a, a player of his calibre? No, 100%. I think he's a, if you do want to sort of invest in sort of, I guess uh, Liverpool assets, you know, I actually think he's a decent shout and, you know, a nice little differential pick outside of Salah because, you know, Salah has been a bit underwhelming lately, but, you know, it would just be like Salah to turn up the last week and score like three goals. So, mm, so I actually, oh, as I said, I think if Salah turns up, it'll more likely be for the, for the Champions League anyway because, uh, you know, being Europe European mm. final your best players turn up. So, um, yeah. But, again, I think it just depends on internally if they think that the Premier League is shot or not too. So if they think they've got a chance, they're going to go hell for leather to try and um, pip uh, Man City for the title. Yep, no, 100%. Well, that wraps up our game, so we might just get into the shit the bed segment. So it's pretty easy for me this week. Uh, Arsenal, mate, mm. bottled it. And... and 
a fairly good chance that they're not going to be playing Champions League football, which, you know, it's a bit rich coming from me, but, you know, we knew, long, <laughs> we knew a long time ago that we weren't playing Champions League football next season, mm. but, you know, the likes of Arsenal could have um, put put a good foot in the door this week by winning, but, yeah, mm. lost 2-0 to Newcastle. What about you, Demo? Yeah, I I agree with you on Arsenal, but I do want to have a little bit of a preemptive one, and it's not it wouldn't be me without saying this. Uh, hopefully, Man United shit the bed, lose to Palace. You know, like Zaha just you know scores four goals. Man United lose four 0 again, and uh, we win. And you know, just pip you for that Europa League. It'll just be the icing on the cake. Absolute icing on the cake. You know, like. I won't say it'll be as good as winning a European final, but given, you know, our little rivalry with Man United and West Ham, I think personally he's just as good. Well, it's funny because you're talking like uh, West Ham are going to beat Brighton, so that's pretty funny. But um, <laughs> Actually, we struggle against Brighton too, so... And I'm, uh, I actually think uh, Ronaldo is going to be a nice little pickup this week. I think he's going to end the the week on a double digit haul, and I could see him at least having a hand in two goals, whether that's two assists or scoring both. So mm. I actually think that uh, Man United might do a bit of a prediction. I'm pretty sure we win about three one. So I think we'll concede a goal, but. I'm pretty sure we're going to score three against Crystal Palace. I saw enough sort of, I guess, gaps in their defense that I think that uh, the likes of Ronaldo and Sancho, et cetera, can, uh, you know, make them pay for sort of mistakes at the back there, and I think they can score a few goals. You are away, though. So, I, uh, uh, yeah, as I said, like, hopeful me is is thinking a 3-1 loss to, to, to you, so... <laughs> we'll have to see how we go. <laughs> well, we might get into our differential picks for the upcoming week. So, you know, I'm thinking of going with uh, – I've already got Ericsson in, my, Ericsson in my team this week. But, yeah, definitely think Ericsson is a nice little differential play this week. And I think uh, Callum Wilson for Newcastle, you know, I could see their – uh, evident game, oh, not evident, sorry. I could see them netting a few goals past Burnley this week and, you know, pretty much sealing Burnley's fate that, you know, it's going to be up to what Leeds does this week. But, yeah, I could see Callum Wilson get on the score sheet and I think he's a nice sort of differential pick to pair up with the likes of a Tony or a Kane. So, um, but that's about it for me. Um, who are your differential picks this week, Demo? Yeah, so... I can't go past my my boy Bowen. Uh, I I know twelve percent is probably not a huge differential, but uh, uh, especially sort of seeing what he did uh, over the weekend, you know, scoring two goals against City. If he can do that against City, um, I can just imagine what he what he'll do to uh, to Brighton. Uh, now I'm puffing us up too much now, which is it's going to be heartbreak. But no, uh, it'd be good to see Bowen uh, score a double when they lose three two to Brighton. <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, like I do like Diaz uh, at what was he six point four percent owned as well. Uh, just yeah, I can see him scoring, and especially if um, I'm right about them benching Salah, uh, definitely more so as well. Yeah, no, 100%. We might get on to our team plans this week. So at the moment, I've sort of just used the one free transfer uh, heading into game week 38. So at the moment, you know, I've I've decided to to go the four at the back. So I've got the Trent Alexander-Arnold, Ken Sello, James, Emerson Royal, 
then got the five across the midfield in Ericsson. Uh, I've got the captaincy on Son, which I think I'm going to stick with Son this week. Uh, De Bruyne, Madison, Mount, and then I've got Tony up front uh, being the lone striker, and I've got Target on the bench in first sub. So I actually i am pretty happy with this game. We've got Smarkle in goals, so you know I'm pretty confident heading into this week. I don't know whether I'll be tempted into a minus four. I think I'm going to try my best to stay with the current squad, but obviously if injuries do happen and, you know, keeping an ear out for, you know, that news with Spurs and who's got uh, the sickness. So, yeah, just probably tune in and just see. But, yeah, I'm pretty happy with how my side's lining up this week. Uh, how are you looking, Demo? Yeah, so um, first I was reading more about that and it uh, looks like potentially Kane is unwell but uh, read into that what you will. Obviously, don't make any uh, changes until uh, just before the deadline. Um, it is 10.30 Australian time. So, mm. Is it 10.30 or is it earlier? Maybe it's, it's later. It's 11.30 because it's 1 a.m. games on uh, Monday morning. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, oh, no, you're right, you're right, yeah, yeah. So, um, now, so for my team going in this week for the final week, I've got Pope at the back, obviously, um, solid goalkeeper down the back. Uh, I've got a back three of James Cancelo, who I've brought back in NTAA. Uh, then a uh, flat five of Madison Son, who I am going to captain, given uh, they are playing Norwich. Uh, Mount Saka and KDB, who I brought in for uh, Salah last week. I'm not bringing Salah back in. Yeah. And then I have Enketia, and uh, I'm still deciding on that last spot. Currently, it's on the big horse. Uh, but um, I do have Target, Ings, and uh, all. I don't think Simicast plays, but uh, targeted Ings as potentials that will go in instead of a veg horse. But given that Ings plays Man City uh, and then target is away at Burnley, um, I may just stick to veg horse and hopefully he does something. Yeah, well... I mean, he hasn't been great, but you know he came close uh, in the in the last two weeks. He's came close to a few goals, so you know mm. he might be in luck. But I probably don't see it happening, mate. Who are you uh, captaining? I think I'm going Son as well. Mm. Uh, I just think that Norwich fixture. They just Norwich just didn't look great defensively. I mean, they did hold their own, try to push back an attack, but I just don't. But, yeah, and I feel like they're just going to be bullies in that game. Like I can actually see, without sort of you know laughing here, but I can see. Um, Spurs, if they're, you know, obviously all fully fit, I can see them winning 4-5-0 in this game and just beating up on their uh, last opponent just to uh, just compound Arsenal's woes as well. No, 100%. I could see them just, you know, wanting to get the win to ensure that we're in mm. uh, Champions League again and, um, yeah, in quite convincing fashion, so... Mm, and it'll be obviously be a massive step up uh, given that uh, obviously they're in the conference league this se- season because they uh, finished a bit further down on the table last season. But uh, yeah, they've got the side. They've got the side to compete in uh, the Champions League, no doubt about that. No, hundred percent, definitely. Well, that wraps up our the pod this week. So, and for all. And- 
I was going to say, end this season. <laughs> end this season. So as I said earlier that um, I'm going to be sort of trying to cut up a few sort of bonus pod uh, episodes, you know, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, just sort of highlighting, you know, the enjoyable moments on the pod, the funny moments and um, a couple of the, the what the moments. So, you know, mm. with our guests. So all, all good entertainment uh, coming up and I think, it's, you know, people are going to get a few laughs just, you know, listening to some of the random stuff we've spoken about on our pod this season, which, you know, we're not a PG podcast. We're quite a whatever podcast. So there's quite uh, a few different probably moments. Probably not as bad as some, but... Uh, I, I think we're yeah, PG, but maybe, you know, like that sort of, uh, uh, what is it called? P- the American one, PG fif- uh, PG 15, is it? Oh, 14, PG 14. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it is. Uh, uh, but no, I think we've been all right. Um, you know, obviously just one or two before we sign off for the uh, last time for the season. Uh, I want to sort of thank uh, the people that we have had on the podcast and, you know, most of them, as, you know, same thing with yourself, I, I would say, Quentin, you know, most of them we've, oh, pretty much all of them we've kept in contact, we've become good friends with uh, with some yeah. as well, you know, and that's uh, ranging from people in the F- the FBLOs community to, you know, to others like the Plonker. Uh, I know he's, you know, he was an absolute barrel of laughs. Um, and, you know, doing that pod at what, I think we did it at about 3.30 in the morning. Um, yeah, that was true. There was a bit at 3.30 in the morning and a bit at like 9 o'clock at night. So yeah, 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 because you, you'd you stuffed up the, um, I think we, we we got about halfway and then got disconnected. I think that was the, the night you lost internet. Yeah, um, no, I was trying to run the old <laughs> Wi-Fi off a potato, mate. So. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we've had some, we've definitely had some laughs this uh this campaign this this pod uh, you know through this podcast as well so uh, i just want to thank each and every uh person that we have had on the podcast and hopefully uh get most back on for uh next season yeah no 100 we've got a growing list of people that you know that either want to come on the pod or that you know we really want to get on the pod so i think there's going to be exciting times ahead there could be a few little surprises uh to start the new season and I think I've mentioned earlier pods are also, I'm not sure whether you're on board. I haven't really mentioned it too much, Damo, but um, mm. we're going to look at maybe doing some World Cup stuff because there is a World Cup fantasy and obviously there's sort of, I think it might be a four to six week break um, sort of partway through the season, you know, that'll be the World Cup. So, you know, we'll be doing a bit of World Cup content as well. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, I'd definitely be up for something like that. And the, the only unfortunate thing is... Uh, Probably none of my sides will be there, but uh, I'll have to uh, potentially pick a side to, <laughs> to pick a country to support because uh, if uh, if Australia's not there and uh, Italy's definitely not going to be there, so uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see how we go. Well, at least at least you're used to it, mate. With the Champions League, so I'll be doing the same thing uh, this year as well. Just picking nah, the team. That's right. Italy will end up winning Euros again, and it'll be all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. Well, head over to our uh, Twitter page, FPL underscore amateur underscore Oz, and head over to Damo's page, FPL West Ham. Um, he just, you know, he shares a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of insight into the workings of, you know, West Ham fans, you know, awesome bunch of fellas um, at, at that club. So, <laughs> <laughs> sarcasm there. Um, mm. 
for all our podcast uh, links, head over to Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. Remember, if you've enjoyed us this season, uh, feel free to rate us five stars. You know, it's a nice thing to do. But, you know, also I'm open to feedback. So if there's stuff you did like about the pod this season or, you know, other stuff that you want to hear more about, um, just, yeah, drop us a message on Twitter and let us know because, you know, we're we're always – uh, looking for feedback so we can, you know, perfect the the product that we're bringing out. But you know, if you're wanting more XG stuff, that's probably not going to happen on this podcast. <laughs> so, well, just... unless you get unless you get the planner on and he'll uh, he'll talk about XG until the cows come home. I get it's not not my thing, but uh, it's it it works for some players. And obviously, with the planner doing so well this season, it's uh, definitely does work. But uh, yeah, I uh, haven't got time for that. <laughs> no, 100%. I, I, I prefer just to whatever I can watch. I um, mm. That's how I do my analysis. But I'd also like to do a special shout-out to uh, the planner. He's he's helped us a lot this season. Yeah, with, um, definitely has. The Twitter template section and obviously being the first guest of the podcast, which, you know, got me up and running. So, you know, massive thanks uh, to planner and also – you know, all the work that he's done helping the Oz community as well as, you know, the rest of the FPL community. So, you know, massive shout out to him, you know, good friend of the pod. Uh, you know, a few other fellas, uh, D10, uh, Matt Day from the Addicts podcast, you know, very helpful. Come on the pod as a guest a few times. Um, also, my brother-in-law, Brady, as much as you're a scumbag for beating me in the mini <laughs> league, um, you know, we've, we've loved having you on as sort of, you know, <laughs> The hosting and stuff. So the the addicts boys in general as well. Uh, obviously, getting FPL social up, uh, having our first, you know our first meet. Uh, that was you know fantastic. That was fantastic, and hopefully, hopefully you can come down to the next one as well, or uh, me come up, depending on where uh, where it's going to be as well. So, hundred uh, no, percent. Yeah. No, so I'm looking forward to sort of a bit of a break, um, just mm. mainly for sleeping reasons. Even though having a, a you know a toddler that wakes up at five a.m. isn't really guaranteeing me <laughs> a lot of sleep, but you know it does help not sort of waking up you know three hours every night to to watch football, which you know I enjoy, but mm. you know it does take a toll on the old uh, sleep after a while. So yeah, it'd be nice to sort of have a bit of a break for you know a, cu- a couple of months, but um. Yeah, I'll be doing sort of sporadic pods, I think. Um, I spoke to Matt Day and at D10 maybe, um, if you're interested as well, Damo, just maybe doing a couple of talk football pods, just talk a bit of shit mm. and um, fill in that a bit of time. So. Yeah, it should be good, mate. should be good. Well, anyway, Damo, good luck this week, mate. Um, I'm not sure whether you're about to catch me this week, but, um, you know, <laughs> never say well, never, mate. If I score about 300, you know, 350 points and you only score about 20, I, uh, I think I should be able to catch you. No, nah, definitely. Well, you know, it, it's more of a chance of me scoring 20 points than you scoring 350. <laughs> so, um, we'll see how we go. But, yeah, all our listeners that have tuned in this season, thank you again. You know, this podcast wouldn't be what it is without sort of, you know, you guys tuning in each week. So I'm hoping for the last game week of the season, you all have, you know, a, a really good uh, finish to the season. And, you know, whether you've had good seasons or bad seasons, I just hope that, um, yeah, you've enjoyed at least listening to us talk shit for, you know, the last sort of three to four months and um, hopefully finish the season on a high. See you. Uh, well, see you.